Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening, and God bless each and every one this uh, evening, this rainy evening here in Baton Rouge. God bless each and every one of you guys. Uh, we it come today, and as we start off, uh, I must also ask that you pray, pray for those uh, in Ukraine as they're being bombarded uh, by Russia. And it's it's a shame that the children and, and 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 unborn babies are dying over land. Russia wants uh, to re-annex uh, Ukraine into Russia, but the Ukrainian people are fighting for their independence. And don't get me wrong about what I'm about to say in this statement for thinking that it's okay for what Russia is doing. But I'm reflecting on what happened to those who came from Haiti and those who came from other places, mainly Haiti, how they were turned around. But now the gates are open because they're from a European nation, a country. And I think that that we should really, really check ourselves and find out exactly what's going on with us. I see that this, I call it atrocity, what, what Russia is doing is so wrong. But at the same time, America and Europe does not treat everyone the same. We've seen the people of Haiti being shut out of everything. They were not allowed, like others, to to just wait at the border and file to come into America. They were sent back and sent to other countries that they did not live. The majority were not sent back to Haiti. They sent them to other countries. In essence, find your way back. And so I'm hurt the way that the Haitians and people of color are being treated and then people of European descent. It's a whole different thing, but now I'm reminded also of the fact ever so often what occurred by different news commentators from different nations, what they made statements that were so racist. Uh, They made statements that would make you well aware that racism is all over the globe, that it's innate and it is innate 
and Europeans and others. Now, don't get me wrong again. I, I don't want to bundle everybody in the same bundle and say all Europeans or Caucasians are racist. But the, the one commentator from a country made the statement that they should be, this at the, at the beginning, they should be helping the Ukrainians because they look like them. And I'm going like, wait a minute, you're saying that they are white. The next one said, the next one, there was three. The next one said that the people were civilized people. In other words, they were calling us some other nation, and you you, you can read between the lines talking about Africa. And Africa is a really a civilized uh, nation or country. But they said civilized, uh, they're civilized people. Uh, and to, to, to show you what I mean about what, they, what they're doing is on television, they don't show the large cities in Africa. They only show you uh, some villages, uh, uh, people living in the bush. And that's what they're trying to use that as being uncivilized. But I beg to differ what being civilized means. If Russia is civilized, if different countries, even this country we live in, is civilized, we wouldn't have bombed Iran and killed, I mean, Iraq and killed all those people over there saying they had weapons of mass destruction. That's uncivilized when millions of people almost died. And the things that's going to atrocities that's going on now, that's uncivilized. So it's not that people look like you are from Europe like you that make you civilized. Not a civilized person will not come to a country that was dead with the Native Americans and killed to take their land. Not a civilized country would go and kidnap people and work them for four, over 400 years to build the most powerful nation in the world and never paid reparations. That's savages. That's not a civilized nation. And then the other one that I said, this is not a third world country. They're not civilized people. They look like these, this three different ones. This is what they were saying on television until they were put in check by the United States and uh, the United Kingdom, and, and, and the only reason they did that, that echoed so badly around the world what was being said over in that area, but that just tells you the character and the mentality of the people that Africans and African-American people who are of color are dealing with in this social adventable world today. It behooves me to say that we're not well-read people. We don't study, and we don't, we don't know uh, what's going on. You know, they say if you don't learn about yourself, you die, or you're doomed to repeat it. Because I, I see things that's occurring right now that uh, I'm a product. I was born in the 50s, and I see things that, going on now that's in the early 60s, the late 50s, early 60s, as far as I can remember, there's not much different. There's not much different. And so it's, it's very appalling that this is going on and our kids are out there killing one another and things are reverting. Our-
was at a doctor's appointment today, and I saw a young man on the elevator with me, and he had a Malcolm X T-shirt on, and I asked him, did he know who was Malcolm X? And he said he was doing some research, and uh, a lot of people today that's not African-American don't like him, say he was violent. But if you're spitting in my face and I fight you, you're going to call me violent for fighting you. If my people are being held down and bitten by dogs and thrown in jail for just wanting the right to vote, but if we fight back, then we savages and we are in the wrong. But no, if the establishment is in the wrong for mistreating human beings. But 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 that is the culture that we're living in today all around this the the, the, the globe today. When you're going into Europe and other places, this is what it is. It's, they really think that everything is almost Aryan. It's almost like what Hitler uh, uh, doing with about an Aryan race. And and that's what America has come to today. But I, before I was dead, but I was talking about the Ukraine, and it, it, it's unsettling to see just about the people in the Ukraine, how they're dying. And like I say, I, I really, really sympathize with them, and I even empathize because I've seen so many of our kids shut down or being shut down by the police been shot by the police and dying, and nothing is ever done about it. And America seemed to want to send billions and billions of dollars over, but can never pay reparation to those who build a country. We can send billions and billions of dollars of weapons, but yet we could watch in Africa genocide occur. People are dying through uh, different wars and things, but no one ever, ever, ever worried about Africa. And we, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start talking in a few about Africa because not much is written. The truth is not written because if the truth be told, you're looking at a albino mutation of a people that came from Africa. Everyone through DNA sequence came from Africa. And this is not by uh, a black uh, uh, African or uh, uh, others who are writing books, but by you when you anthropologists, paleontologists, and others are, are telling you these things, geneticists, when they do the DNA, they find out that everybody came from Africa. So 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 why do you hate me and you just an offspring of me? That that that's something to say when you speak to one, uh, uh, a European or whatever. Just let them know you understand that they are an offspring of you and that they're no more intelligent than you. I've. Uh, like I said, I, I, I've been keeping up with the thing going on in Ukraine because I hate to see anyone die. I'm a Christian, and I believe in one true and living God. I truly believe that, and I believe that in this society, what's going on today, how blacks are hated, how right now um, the population is shifting 
from Caucasian uh, 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 Europeans in America to people, not black, but people of color. I'm talking about Hispanic, Hispanic, uh, African-American, Asians, and other people of color. And now it's an all-out thing for to draw lines and to gerrymander and to block different ethnic groups from voting because I want to keep uh, keep power in America and no one could run America better than uh, a Caucasian or a white person, and that's a lie. President Obama made a lie out of everybody. Well, with everyone that, well, not every, everybody, but everyone who had that mentality, one of the most intelligent, ingenuous presidents of all time, he and his wife were, the, were some of the two are the most educated president and first lady that, that came to the White House. Very high IQ, graduate from some of the most prestigious universities in the country, and no scandals, no infidelity. But not much is said about them. If you would listen at some whites on on their own Facebook and other Instagram, other things, if they talk about President Obama, they would talk of you would think that he was a dummy and a savage. But in reality, President Donald Trump was maybe the dumbest, and next to him was President Bush. And I'm just saying these things before we go on into our, our history talk, because it's important that we realize this about the history talk and where we come from and learn uh, that white folk came from us. We didn't come from them. And their own scientists, like I said, uh, anthropologists, and anthropologists and others have written about it. I, I, I'll read for you a snippet of something that I was reading. And, and it says, tracing the human past in Africa, beginning 300,000 years ago, people in Africa who looked like us, the earliest anatomical modern human, also started behaving in ways that seemed to be human. They had many kinds of stone tools beginning transporting raw material up to 250 miles. They were trading, like through trade networks, by 140,000 to 120,000 years ago, people made clothing from animal skin and began to decorate themselves with pierced uh, marine shells. While early innovations appeared in patchwork fashions and more widespread shifts happening around 50,000 years ago, around the same time, people started moving from Africa to distant places like Australia. And we know about the Aboriginal people. New types of stones and bones became commonplace with people began fashioning and exchanging ostrich shell beads. And while most rock work in Africa is undated and badly weathered, an increasing archive of pigments of uh, architectural sites hints to the exposition of the art. What caused this shift, known as the later Stone Age transition, was has been a long-standing archaeological mystery. While 
Why would certain truths and behavior, which up until a point had appeared in piecemeal ways across Africa, suddenly become widespread? Did it have something to do with the exchange in the number of people or how they interacted? Archaeologists reconstructed human behavior in the past, mainly through things people left behind. Remains their meals, their tools, their ornaments, and things, even their bodies. These records many accumulate over thousands of years, creating view of daily livelihood that really average over long periods of time. However, it's hard to study ancient demographics of how people population change in archaeological records. This is this is where DNA comes in. And this is very important. Uh, when combined with evidence from archaeologists, linguistics and oral written history, Scientists can piece together how people move and interacted based on which group shares genetic similarities. Now, we come in here to show you that everyone share African genetics. No matter what continent you live on, you originated from Africa. But DNA from living, from living people can tell the whole story. African population have been transformed over the past 5,000 years by the spread of herding and farmers, the development of cities, ancient pandemics, and a ravage of colonialism and slavery. These processes caused some lineages to vanish and brought others together, forming new populations using present-day DNA to reconstruct ancient genetic landscape. It's like reading a letter that was left in the rain. Now they say, unfortunately, DNA from Africa is particularly hard to over to rediscover, uh, recover because they talk about the humidity of it. But now, when they start breaking these different ceilings about it, they found out because each person carried genetic uh, legacies inherited by generations of their ancestors. And our team would just say they were able to use DNA from individuals who lived between 18,000 and 400 years ago to explore how people interacted as far back as 80,000 to 50,000 years. This allowed them for the first time to test whether demographic change played a role in the later Stone Age. Now, listen to what they're about to say. Their team sequenced DNA from six individuals buried in what are now called Tanzania, around the Old Guards, Maui, Africa, and Zimbabwe. We compared these sequences to previous studies of DNA from 28 individuals buried in sites stretching from Cameroon to Ethiopia and to South Africa. We also generated new improved DNA data for 15 of these people trying to exact extract as much information as possible from the small handful of ancient African individuals whose DNA is preserved well enough. This created the the largest genetic data set. So far, the study of populated history of ancient Africa foraging people who hunted, gathered, or fished. We used, they used this to find out about the DNA. 
after finding all these things out and they begin to look at it, they say, despite separated by thousands of miles and years, all ancient individuals in the study were descended from the same population related to ancient and present-day Eastern, Southern, and Central Africa, everybody. The presence of Eastern Africa ancestry as further as Zimbabwe, Southern Africa, ancestry as further as Kenya indicate that the people were moving long distance thousands of years ago. We, when we look at it, I always start off the program by telling you about Lucy. I just wanted to give you another look at what's been written. Now, they, when they, they were looking and they found where Lucy would be classified as Australopithecus. Now, they found this aphorensic uh, fossil skeletal uh, parts were found in Ethiopia in 1974. Not simply because of her upending of her uh, the understanding of this process of evolution because they thought that she was uh, was a homo habibulus, uh, one, you know, that transition was just in making that transition from an ape to a human because of her height. She was no more than about three foot tall. But also because she became a household name, too, was because in 1974 uh, when Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, found the skeletal remains as they were paleontologists looking for rocks, uh, and they dated it back her back to 3.2 million years ago, and she was found in, in southern parts of Ethiopia. And if you ever pay close attention and do your study on anthropology, the study of man. They find they, they're not going to go to any place in Europe, in China, or South America. Or America. They're going to go always go to Africa because all these great so-called white scientists, anthropologists, and gender geneticists, they, they know where life started. They know that they came from an African. Everyone came from a dark-skinned African. Now, that was also another group of, of uh, Caucasians who did their research and study uh, from Great Britain. His name, and he and his wife were the, uh, a team. His name was Louis, Louis Leakey. His wife was Mary Douglas Leakey. And uh, in, uh, around February the 6th, and, uh, he was born in 1913. But uh, he found a fossil, a proconsul skull. And this is a little bit different from uh, right before the time of Lucy. They call a council proconsul skull, and they say it's an extinct, which is now believed to be the ancestor of humans. And she also discovered this is Mary Douglas Leakey, a robust Zenzatropus skull in the O.D. Garden. Now, Zenzatropus means simply deals with Africa, around Tanzania, you know, Kenya, and all in those areas. 
that's what that dealt with the eastern parts of, of Africa. Africa, and this is where they found her. Now, this is talking about the several uh, archaeological and anthropological uh, fossils of, uh, and different things were found of apes and humans, and they were excav excavated from the Od Gorge, and that's around Tanzania. Now, they found humans that would date back to two point one six million years. Now, I, I want you to understand that all of this was found in. Africa. All this was found in Africa, and they go back millions of years that they found people that they excavated in Africa. And now I want you to understand that out of Africa did not come about until about the first ex ex they left Africa. They say it was somewhere around uh, 70. To, for, for about 70,000 years ago. Now, that's when they went into what now they presently they call Eurasia, Asia, you know, around uh, Saudi Arabia and, and, and the Holy Land and Iraq and, uh, and those areas there, uh, Syria, Lebanon, and they, they call it Eurasia. And uh, they, they went over there, but uh, that's when they moved out. But anyway, they, that's when they moved, that started moving out of Africa. But now the, another thing that they came up with would be an ape. And this is very important for us to, I've, I've, I've always tell people when I'm teaching, or even when I'm teaching in seminary, to take notes. Because it's very important that we take notes that we can understand and we could go back and read and we could go back and do our own research. Now, it's important that we understand that since DNA is so uh, prevalent today and DNA can tell you so much about things that's going to exist today, that it's imperative that we learn. Now, if we would trace back the DNA and the, uh, uh, Metrical uh, inheritance, uh, the mitochondrial DNA, which we get from our matriarchal family, you know, the female lineage. The uh, mitochondrial DNA within ourselves, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. We have, theoretically, we have the same great, 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 great. If you take all the greats back to a thousand millions of years ago, hundreds of thousands, we came from the same person. Theoretically, the same common ancestor. This woman's name uh, was known as Mitochondria Eve. Now, this believes she lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa, and that's Sub-Saharan Africa. She was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA as a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. And that's just simply saying everyone living today can say she is their great-grandmother and she's African. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations we see in contemporary humans since her time. In the past 200,000 years, everybody carried her DNA trace. 
Different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically from the distinct ethnic groups that we see today. But we're all, no matter if you live in China, India, no matter if you live in Russia, Great Britain, or uh, the Americas, South America, the Pacific Islanders, uh, no matter where you live, you carry her DNA, and her, her DNA is in you. And uh, so when you look back uh, to those who are in Europe, you came from Africa. You're a mutation of the people, of those beautiful black people in Africa who have been downrated and lied on and mistreated and abused. But you're looking at your ancestors who you now are berating. Now, 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 there was a man who died about 315 years before the birth of Christ. He died in South Africa. They were able to recover his remains. And they found out that this man is the closest relative yet known to humanity, to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that this person living on the coast in southern Africa was a fisherman, but he was the closest genetic match to Eve. Now, if you want to look this up, they found around St. Helen Bay in South Africa, and, and the skeletal remains were found by archaeologists, and his name is Andrew Smith, and he was at the University of Cape Town. Now, you know, we talk about uh, he wasn't the first ancient human from the sub-Saharan Africa, the cradle of humanity, to have the DNA sequencing. They've been they've been doing these things by sequencing DNA since it came about. The DNA sequences, you know, sequences, and things that could tell where you come from and. Uh, even today, I was just, when I was reading to you something, new information that I was studying, it was talking about the uh, the sequencing and how they could tell what different areas a person drifted from and how people were related and how when people were traveling uh, 200, well, this is millions of years, over a million years ago, they were able to travel 200 miles and different things hundreds of thousands years ago, they were trading. And they even in a matter because you could find the DNA that matched. Like today, when I did my Ancestry.com, I found out that I was about 26 or 28% Yoruba. I was about 24% Nigerian. I was about 11 or 12% Benin and yeah. And about 11 percent down in, and uh, uh, then they had uh, from that Ivory Coast around Senegal and Mali. All this, um, with certainly a small percentage of uh, Western European, meaning Caucasian blood in me. I, I, I had so many percentage of that Germanic blood in me, Native American, and this was through the sequencing, finding out they were matching people that had that I have that carried some of their DNA, and it was even Native Americans, and we know how that come about, where well, it came about Germanic, the German. It, it, talks, it talked about the Irish, 
and, and they talked about the Great Britain that, that they call Western, Northwestern Europe being Europe. And all of these things are, are part of my uh, sequence. And, 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 and just looking back over things, uh, I understand where all this came from. Uh, the European part comes from the transatlantic slave trade. The different parts of uh, of Africa, Africa was bro- broken down into to uh, it, it started in the eighteen, I think, it was eighteen eighty, eighteen eighty five, uh, uh, around the Berlin Conference, where they divided Africa into colonial places for Europe. Well, you know, Nigeria, where Nigeria is, you could call that Benin, you could call it Europe, all that's about the same, was the same area, but they broke it down into different countries. I think it's 54 different countries in Africa. Africa is a continent, not a country. Okay, if we say we come from uh, Africa, Africa is a continent, with about 54 different countries within it. In America, we have, it, 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 America continent has all 50, all 50, not, well, not everyone that's not in the continental United States, like uh, Alaska and Hawaii is not in the continental United States. But those, we are, every state is part of the history you make up the United States, but in Africa, if you say you're from Uganda, uh, you're an independent state. If you say you're from uh, Egypt, you're independent. Morocco, Mali, Benin, Yoruba, Nigeria. You understand what I'm I'm trying to say? If you go into South Africa and uh, Zimbabwe, Rhodesia, and uh, Angola, Mali, Ghana, all these different different nations in there, but uh, none, none less to say that we we can tell this uh, just about how this goes. Excuse me, we could tell about where we come from, our bias that take the DNA, and DNA is very prevalent. And I know that white uh, uh, Caucasians don't like to admit that if they ever take a DNA they're going to find out that they do have, they, they are a mutation of us. Now, uh, but getting to the mutation part, you would take somebody that has to deal with genetics, and that person was called, the father of genetics was Gregor Mendel. And Gregor Mendel uh, just talks about in genetics how uh, we inherit, we have our genetic inheritance involved the passing on of discrete units of inheritance of genomes from parent to offspring. And so we, we, we inherited different genomes from our great-grandparents, our mother, fathers, and our grandparents. It's passed down. Some things, the reason why you look, the texture of your hair, the color of your skin, and many other things are passed down through your genes. Now, we know that out of Africa occurred about 70,000 years where they first went to Euro, to Eurasia, uh, what they call Euro, we call the Middle East, and uh, China and Australia and other places. 
Then later on, it wasn't, but about 40,000 years, it went up into uh, what we call Europe today. And so they, when they went up in Europe today, you'll find out that the climate is, is, is really different from the climate in Africa. You're looking at a continent that, that's right around where the man originally came from. They came from near the equator where it's very, very hot. And if you ever notice that a person could go in the sunlight and they get a suntan, they get dark. Those who live around the equator, and that's why so many African-Americans are dark, and some are a little lighter. It's according to where you live, the closer you live around the equator, a whole lot of times more darker, darker you're going to be. And some people are not as quite as dark, but they are people of melanin. If you would please sometimes take a globe that showed the exact location that have your longitude and your latitudes, dealing with latitude mean laying mean like looking at the horizon, longitude mean up and down, but look at the latitude that it's on, and you will find out that Europe is on a latitude with Canada and above. And that means it's very frigid. That means they cannot grow different fruits and vegetables. That's why they go into all these other them because uh, – uh, Dr. Hendrick Clark said that Europe was no more than a thawed-out icebox. And then when people left out of Africa and went up there where it was cold and everything, they didn't need that, that, that melanin to protect them. Their hair grew long and straight because if you ever notice, animals shed hair and get long, thick hair, longer hair go longer when they're in cold weather. The animal coat changes get longer and thicker and straighter in cold weather. Their noses didn't have to be wide because the humidity wasn't as bad. And, and living in Africa where it's hot at, your hair, your texture was bad. You would get more D and you 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 would get the more vitamin D, and those who live further up don't have the vitamin D. That's why they ask to take things. But if you do, and you just look at the geographical location of uh, of Europe, and you notice that they went through what you call a mutation. Now, Gregoire Mendel, uh, being the father of genetics and the study in about the genome. He tried to, he, what he did, Mendel had three laws, the law of independent assortment, the law of uh, dominance, and the law of segregation. The people who are dominating in certain areas, your genomes were going to be passed on. Independent assortment means if you assort things that uh, with people are the same, they're going to end up looking the same. If you ever notice, like, the people in China, the people in China, there's about the Chinese, they, they look mostly just like Japanese because they go to these different small, these continents, and that's the only people that's there, and they interagree with one another, and they pass on these discrete genes, and they look much alike. And I just say the law of segregation. You know what segregate, integrate, mean to come together, segregate, mean to stay apart. 
loan a different one or a part and that that they're looking at it that says they're segregated, they're gonna be to that. But now this is something that Gregoire Mendel came up with and this is something that Caucasian would never tell you. In genetics, they know they came, how do they know they came from you? The top geneticists found out that black or brown skin come from dominant genes, meaning the original genes. Brown eyes came from, it's called dominant, come from the original man. Light skin or, or well, pale skin, which uh, which is Caucasian, they're not white because no, they're not either take a white sheet of paper and see they're not white, but they're, I say, flesh color. They don't really have a color. Light skin comes from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the term what uh, Gregoire Mendel used for dark-skinned people and, 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 and dark brown eyes, he says dominant gene. The word dominant means superior. And uh, light skin, they come from recessive gene. Blue eyes come from a recessive gene. That's why you don't see that many blue-eyed people in the world today. A very few people have blue eyes because it comes from a recessive gene. Now, recessive means lower. If you say that I was walking in, the, I was walking across some land, and I came to this recess in there, and there they had water. They said that this little drop off, and that was a drop off of uh, uh, because they uh, have recessive genes from us. Now, and we would go further in that, and now uh, this is things that you can look up. And that'll tell you that they came from you. And I want to tell you how I know. Okay. Let us take a look at this. The darkest in the world you can find around the Sudan, but not all the people of the Sudan. There are different villages of people in the Sudan are the darkest people in the world. I mean, they are black. Uh, most of the people in, in America today are, are brown, dark brown, or caramel color. Some even look Caucasian. But there are people in the Sudan that's actually black. And now uh, they carry some very dominant genes. That's around the area where people uh, originated from. Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you closely. You could take two of those darkest people and, and, and make them together. And they could come out with a albino child, meaning the child will look white. But you can't take two whites and come out with a black child. See, you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. You could get two black people could make a, a, a white baby, but you can't get two whites to make a black baby because you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. That's like Jeffrey Bodine, not from not not Two whites cannot make the original human being because they're not of that original human being. They don't have those state, you know, features of that human being. So when you look at that, we need to to, to study it. It's in your genetics, and these are the ones that I'm quoting: Gregoire Mendel. If I do Professor Leakley. If I do Don Johansson, all these are Caucasians that, that wrote about these things. 
there's so much that could be told, you know, about even about education and other things that you've been lied to, and even and even Caucasian books would come back and refute everything they say. But we are people that do not like to read. Now, I want you to, to go a little bit further with this to show you just the things that happen and that we're not aware of. They have things that you could go to YouTube and look up called the Hidden DNA Discovery, only found in black African people. And uh, you, when you look at it and you find out this happens, it's called the World DNA Strain. And this scientist that came together is the American Association for the Advancement of Science by DNA Seriously. And you can look this up. Dr. Edwin Robin wrote about it because these 15 white scientists came together and did a DNA series. Now, I just finished talking about the different sequences, telling what area you came from and what tribes and different things. But the series would deal with intelligence levels of individuals. And these 15 uh, white scientists did a series, broke down the DNA series. And when they broke down the series, this is what they call it. See, whites have a different DNA series from, from blacks. See, when you measure the DNA, it can be measured and sequenced. And like I told you, it told me that I was from my, my bloodline was you. Most of it was Yoruba, and the next was Ghana, and Benai, and uh, Togo, and uh, and Ghana, and these other places that were in there. Uh, and it can only tell you where people have taken their different DNA tests. But uh, that's your sequence tell you where, where all that you might be mixed with. But the series uh, tell is a measure of intelligence. And the sequencing that they did was to measure the intelligence uh, of who would have a greater possibility of being a genius. And now the, the name of it, of the, this test that they run, is called a Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. Now, remember, there's 15 white scientists who wrote this. They didn't publish in a book because it did not come out and meet what they were being, they were teaching or had been taught. So they didn't write it, but it is copyrighted. It's under the global patterns of disequilibrium. And what they did, uh, they know we came, they said that I not know because I don't believe we came from a chimp family at all. I don't believe that man uh, evolved from an ape. I believe that man was created by God and God alone and that we did not come from an ape. Now, within this series that, that, that they're, they're talking about, they tested the DNA series of a orangutan. Orangutan had three series. Then they went on to test the series, the DNA series of a gorilla, that gorilla had four series. They went even further and tested a chimpanzee, which 
they say is the closest relative to humankind. And that chimpanzee who they say closer to uh, related to the humans today had five series, had more series, was higher than the gorilla or the orangutan. And then they went and they test the Europeans, the Chinese, you know, white or white, the white, uh, Japan, and all these other continents. And they were above all the animals. They were six series. But they didn't test Africa. I guess they thought that Africa would be along the chimpanzee line of intelligence. Now, remember I told you the higher, DNA, the higher your, your series is, the more intelligent and the more likely or the possibility of you being a genius is. When they tested people from West Africa, and now let me say this, most of the people, the African-Americans that, Parents came, or great-grandparents came, or slaves came from West Africa. When they tested them, they showed up with nine series, three series above any Caucasian, any person from Asia, Asian, anything, that you are smarter than any one of those. And, again, it's called a global pattern of disequilibrium. Now, and to prove that, that that is a proven fact that how you are all the suffering and the inhumane treatment that we went through for hundreds and hundreds of years, and even with the systemic racism that's so prevalent and that's innate in the country today, that's built in the fabric of America and the European countries and many other places, uh, this innate, this inherited racist prejudice, bigotry still prevail and lies still prevail. Now, when you go around and think about different things that's going on today and how you want to relate about how intelligent black folk are. Now, you've been told that you're a dummy and you're taught in school from first through 12th grade that you didn't do anything. So you're taught to have low self-esteem. You're taught that you're dumb. You're taught that, I mean, this is brainwashing right in America. When you don't put blacks as being part of anything other than slavery, that's why I don't go back to slavery. I go way back before slavery because America only write what they want you to write because they want you to think that you're less than those. The Bible says, so ever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so with that, that seed of, of ignorance, that seed that we're dummy have been planted, but there's something they call a curse breaker. When you accept Christ and you start speaking uh, you start speaking truth to power, things start getting real. Now, if you want to want me to show you about this global pattern of disequilibrium, these same people that were slaves, beat, rape, lynch, burn, children sold from under, is the ones that's responsible for, the, for us today having fiber optic cable wiring. The same person that we get the global positioning system from the GPS that you have on your phone in your automobile, 
fiber optic wiring where you have your computers and all this fast 5G stuff. This came from two black, this a black female. I'm fair, did the fiber optic wire. The GPS system came from a black female. The cell phone came from a black man. Just about everyone have a cell phone. You you would think that the typewriter, safety glasses, every skyscraper have to have an elevator, the clothes dryer, the air conditioning unit, the almanac, blood plasma bag, lawnmower, lube cup, refrigerator, spark plug, stethoscope, thermostat, electric bulb, and that just just a few. I mean, I could I could list even more and more that you're responsible for doing. But it was just an example because this is a show, it's just an example about what 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 you've done. They never taught you that in um in Mali, the ancient empire of Mali had maybe the richest person to ever live was Manamusa. Master Musa. Uh, he had all kind of going. During that time, Mali encompassed Benin, Benin, Senegal, Mande, Ghana, and all these things like this here. And this was, you talking about mid 2000 BC, that was a, a Ghanaian civilization with walls and very, very well structured. And this is before when people lie and tell you that uh, they lie and say that that Africa around Mali and other places wasn't uh, wasn't a, a, a what you call a progressive city until the Islamic people came there. This you'll find out the these cities were born many hundreds and almost thousands of years before it was a civilized country before the Muslim or Islam even came. They had great culture, they had urban areas, meaning they were they were they they, they were well built for thousands of years before Islam came. And you're talking about over nine hundred years. Now then too and in, in, in Mali you're looking at Timbuktu. And Timbuktu was named after a female and it was the center of learning. The library is said Curry, St. Curry, it had more books in there than the book that was in Alexander, Egypt. Now, in, 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 in Mali, too, there are over books, I'm talking about over 700,000 manuscripts, some of them written in Arab. Now, uh, if you look at it, and look at the books that were there. It was about meta medicine, a medical different thing, astronomy, history, math, poetry, and just regular letters. And matter of fact, Timbuktu could be found in in Maui, and it was one of the oldest. It was not the oldest university. I'm, I'm now listen at what I'm saying. There were not colleges in Europe. At this time, they had them in Morocco, and that's northern Africa, and they had them in, in Mali. And uh, Timbuktu was the center of learning. These things are not taught to white kids. They tell you 
about the great institutions of learning that's in Europe. And Europe, now let me explain something to you. The Europeans got their education from Rome and Greek. Now, where did Rome and Greek get their education from? They got their education from Egypt. All you have to do is start reading books by uh, Astralum and Herodias, Tato and Herodias, and you will find out they wrote about getting learning from Egypt because Egypt was a sophisticated civilization. Uh, you going back nine, six, seven thousand years ago, when in Europe they were just coming out of the Stone Age. So don't, and then if you go back to the early kings of Egypt, you're talking about Nubians, you're talking about total black people, and they erased them from the history and made them something else. The 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 Kemet, the land of Kim, the land of the blacks. That's what that means. So when, when, we, when we're looking at things, let us look at the truth. We let us think about this. We, we, we came from a place of very intelligent people. Only here we have been told and the truth have been distorted, the lies and distortions about African history. But when the truth be told, education and all these things first happened in Africa. Don't, don't you know? As I told you earlier, that they had more books in the library at St. Curry than had that they had in uh, the library in Alexander, Egypt, who Alexander Great destroyed the library, and they said they had so much stuff that deal with medicine, surgery astrology, astronomy, and all these other things, math, sciences, all this stuff was taught in Timbuktu. And they had more manuscripts than anywhere else. And listen at this, the library and the college uh, that they had in Mali had 2,500 students. And they only had about 100,000 uh, people that lived, that, that, that lived uh, in that area at that time. They had a, a, a hundred thousand man army. The whole the, that's oh I mean that that was in that's around Timbuktu that had had about uh a, a, a hundred thousand people. But the whole uh Mali had an army of at least a hundred thousand individuals. So when we when we're looking at things the people are not telling us the truth. We've been lied on on every side. They've made the Bible has been made to be Caucasian and know that there were no Caucasians living in that area at that time. Now, li listen at me, if you will. We know that out of Africa happened about 70,000 years ago and that modern humans established themselves in Africa in the smaller population and they branched out to establish foothold in the West, the East and the West. Asia, they spread it there before they went to the West. And then they went to Europe about 40,000 years ago. And that's when I was telling you about man went through a mutation. And just as we look at COVID, and I always say this, COVID, we started off with COVID-19, 
And we went from COVID-19 to the Delta variant of COVID. Same thing, just a different, just a mutation or variant. And now do we go from that to Omicron variant? I think it's another strand that's coming out now. But it's important that we, we learn a definition of a word. And, and, you know, it hurts me that sometimes we talk about, uh, we tell our children, and I, I was deeply upset in, in, in church house, and I was telling my congregation about, I, I don't like to hear them calling black kids nerds. I don't like to call them like something is wrong, like you have to use speaking as you are a white person. First of all, what you're a nerd because you study in books and you're trying to get an education. Education came from Africa, not Europe first. But you've been taught that that you wasn't taught that the education came from there and that you're very smart people. Long as a person could keep you thinking that you're dumb, you're going to be a dummy. So as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. That's why we're so violent against one another. Now, I want you to understand that these, these very same people went through a mutation. This is black to African, went through mutation and became white. Now, mutation by Western Dictionary is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning these people change and turn like albinos and hair straightened up, and they passed it down the subsequent generation. Now, this is continuing on that definition of a mutation. It says caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or the deletion, assertion, or rearrangement of a larger section of a genome. In essence, a mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variations in a, a species. The only way when there was uh, out of Africa, when the Africans, uh, people's first originated in Africa, the only th the thing happened, they say the only way a mutation is the only way in which a new variation enters the species. The only reason the, the human species start listening, looking different was went through a mutation by way they live, the cold weather and the climate and no sunlight and things, and they became pale. Now, if you also, it's important that we look up the term variant to find out when you're studying genetics of variant. Now, they say a variant is, a, is almost the same form of like a mutation, but they say a variant, a form of version of something that differs in some respect from the other form of the same thing uh, from a standard. From the original standard, whites are, are different. I'm going to say this. If you go and you find a white catfish, that catfish is called albino. If you find a white tiger, it's called albino, a white lion albino. You find a, a, a white white skunk is called albino skunk, but when you find a white human being, they don't want to be called a because they know that it's a lower form. Sometimes I laugh at different things. They have this elderly white lady named Jane Elliott. She's an anti-racism activist, 
and she was on television one time on a television show, and this is what she said. She once said, we wouldn't have to have Black Life Matters if we didn't have 300 years of Black Life Didn't Matter. Now, Dr. Uh, Keith Chang, C-H-E-N-G, explains that white is a mutation of a black African. Now, it, it, this, these, are not, these are not black, this is what I'm trying to tell you. And these are not black people, right? and they, they, know they, they know it, but do you know who you are? And that's what's so sad about it is the fact that we really don't know who we are or whose we are. And also uh, about the CRT, the critical race theory, they don't want to teach you that the Olmec people were here in America maybe 1,200 years before Christ during the time they say Moses was in Egypt. They had black people called Olmec people who had colossal heads that were in there, what they call Mesoamerican now. You say that's Mexico, but Mexico owned most of America all during that time. All that was part about the Aztecs and all these other Indians that lived in different other parts, and they also have these totem poles with big old wide noses and stuff, things going on. But all that was part of uh, America. Part of it was sold during that uh, uh, part of the land was given to America, too, uh, by the Louisiana Purchase, but so much Texas and all these other places, all the way up to Canada was part of Mexico. So when you hear Mesoamerica, they're talking about before uh, Columbus and others came over and chopped it up in the Spanish-American War and, and uh, you know, the War of, 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 of the 1700 when America, 1776, when America got the independence from uh, Great Britain. Well, the Olmec colossal heads uh, were made of what they call basal or basalt uh, boulders, and they range from 1.7 to 3.4 meters. And some go back 900 years. Uh, the Olmec and, and uh, civilization in the ancient Mesoamerica. Some are in Mexico, La Venta, Santa Cruz, Tabasco. Veracruz, and some date back to 1200 B.C., the 400 B.C., before Christ. And there are 17 heads. If you see the these statue heads, they have the big old wide nose and the big lips, and you see some of the very same statues in Africa. They also found some beads and trinkets that you could only, in the material that they're made of, you can only find them in Africa. There's so many things that we haven't just touched the, the touch. Uh, we just barely scraping um, the uh, land, just, just barely scraping the surface. I would like to say we'll scrape the surface of the history of African-American because during that time in Africa, it was passed on. Now, we had writing in Mali, like I said, and Timbuktu and different other places. We had all written things. and uh, The uh, French did a whole lot of damage to the stuff in Mali because during that uh, Berlin conference, 
it was given the Berlin Conference was that was 1884 to 1885, where France ended up with Mali, in uh, in Ghana and some other 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 parts of uh, Africa. Matter of fact, France ended up with more parts of uh, when they divided it than any other place that it was divided into. So these these are things that we we need to understand exactly why. And the reason that they're in Africa, and, and I want you to pay close attention to this, because that's why I ask you to find out the latitudes that Europe lies on, and you'll find out it's so cold that they can't really grow crops. That's why they were so interested in coming to America and by farming the southern parts of America, and they did very little farming up north. Notice they did because the climate is not conducive to growing crops. So that's why the people in in, 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 in Europe came and they go around and try to conquer places because they don't have, they're just a thought-out icebox. They don't have room to, 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 to grow food, won't grow year-round and things. They got places, even in America, and, and America is not around that equator. But if you go down in the southern states like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida, Texas, and even parts of California, you could grow crops, Arkansas, and some parts of, of Georgia, but you're getting a little up. You could find you could grow crops year just about year round, and you got a summer and a winter crop that you could grow, and even spring crops. So it, it, with that being said, that's why things are like they are in uh, Europe, and that's why uh, African Americans are going through so much they're going through. Now, uh, I'm going to go on and just open up for uh, our Q&A now. Uh, Pastor Williams, uh, God bless you. You can open the lines up now. All right, God bless you. Uh, Pastor Kemp, uh, thank you for such a powerful show. Uh, good evening, everybody. God bless you. Uh, the lines are open for you to talk to Dr. Kemp. Uh, ask questions, make comments, or whatever. Uh, Dr. Kemp, the mic is yours, and the lines are open uh, for History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. Good evening. God bless you. Welcome to the show. Yes. If there's anyone that need, need to add something or have something that they would like to add to uh, what's been discussed tonight, um, we want to ask a question. This is our Q and A period. The only dumb question is one not asked, and I sh- I truly believe that iron sharpens iron. Uh, is there any one in our caller that would like to ask a question? I want to share something with us. Good afternoon, Dr. Kemp, Grand William. How y'all doing today? God bless you. God bless you. Sitting down and doing the program. There's a lot of issues there, but what I'm trying to do is uh, get together some information uh, that I could share on the program to try to help uh, our youth in the youth period try to come through uh, some of this, uh, I guess they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And Bible says, "My people perish for a lack of knowledge." But uh, that's 
basically what's happening with us today. We we don't know these things that Dr. Kemp uh, is speaking of because uh, that's not something that was taught to us. Again, like you said, with the Black Lives Matter and the critical race theory, uh, I guess when you look at it, it's from one point of view, it's shameful because I've heard several uh, news programs on there saying, you know, that it's it's shameful that uh, America has a problem admitting uh, our, our past, our true past history. Uh, now we have these individuals who are popping up on uh, news and political arenas and they're pumping out a lot of propaganda of old. And uh, everybody knows that that old stuff, you know, it might be glory days for for them, but it surely won't for uh, our forefathers. Uh, we are American slave descendants, and there ain't no other people like us on God's earth. <laughs> it's just bad when America refuses to look at herself in the mirror. They say, if you really want to know who you are, just stand up in the mirror and look at yourself about 45 minutes. <laughs> you begin to see some of the things that are rooted deep within you. But America right now uh, don't want to hear that. But um, I thank God that uh, we have individuals like Dr. Kemp and yourself, uh, Williams, that uh, God is allowing the truth to come out. And that's that's basically what it is. Uh, the, the, the Bible clearly states the power of the truth, and that's what's happening. The truth is coming out, and uh it may not be as fast as we desire it to be, and we may not see the, the effects that we desire to see, but we're being blessed, and the America's being blessed that the truth is coming out. And I, that's all I want to say at this particular time, but I'm working on some things to uh, bring to the program so that we can pass this knowledge on to all those who are listening, and let's ask the good Lord to uh, break them out of that fearful state of mind that they're in, uh, the brainwashing that uh, they cannot speak up and they cannot search out and speak the truth for themselves, of themselves, and that that's, that's really a hurting thing when you don't see uh, that there's, not, that there's no longer, quote, unquote, a civil rights drive going on in, in our homes anymore, uh, and that, 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 that's not good for the future of the children. And right, right, and that's all I want to say. Thank y'all. God bless you, uh, Brother George. Uh, uh, listening to what you were saying, oftentimes that what's going on is we had a, a, a very, very rich history before the four hundred and some years being in, in the Americas. We're really over five hundred, going on six hundred years, because really. We really was here in the 1500s, okay? We was here in the 1500s, 1555, but they say 1619. But they had had people here as records showing that in 1555 that there were uh, indentured servants who were blacks that were here. They claim Mm -hmm. that the first slave ship came over in 1619, but... The, our, our basic problem is our kids don't want to read. They do not want to 
do not like reading. They will watch television, and on television, they're not being told the truth about things have been sugar-coated and their lives. Europeans is like wanting a slave master to tell you the truth about slavery. They will not do it because from the point they claim it makes them look bad, which it shouldn't make them look bad because it was horrible. First thing, we have to get our kids from the television, off the games, off the rap music, and start learning who they are. You could easily destroy a nation as long as that nation don't know who they are or what things that they have accomplished. Uh, from the very beginning, if you would find out who taught the people in Europe, the Europe got their knowledge and their learning from the Greeks. The Greeks, Herodias and Aristotle, got their learning from Egypt. <laughs> the people in Spain got it from Mali around Timbuktu. But we have to take them back and show them that we know who we are and then bring them up to present day and tell them about the different things that we know of ourselves. And that's dealing with cell phones and all these inventions that we've done that they refuse to teach in school. But we have to let them know that we had accomplished things living in big block stone homes when they were yet living in caves, that they were more hunters than anything because they lived in a cold climate and they could not grow anything. If anyone would look and see what the latitude that Europe sets on, it would be up towards Canada. And you know other different parts would be up almost closer to the Netherlands and things like that in New Finland. Uh, would be almost up to the North Pole. In Russia, that's why the majority of Russia is frozen, and Russia don't have but 144 million people because most of the land is inhabitable. So it's a lot of things that we need to learn. First, to do anything, a person has to have knowledge of oneself. Once you change the name, once you change the culture, we don't have our culture. We have a European culture. Uh, we have to teach our children how far it go back, what's been hidden from them. They don't mind showing you a picture of you with webs in your back and picking cotton and, and, and on, on a plantation, they don't mind showing you that. That makes makes the other races feel good. They don't mind showing us today being carted off in police cars. They don't mind showing us that. They do not mind showing us that. They don't mind showing how our children killing each other and why are they killing. They have very low self-esteem who they are. Over hundreds of years, you were taught that you are dummy. So how long will it take to bring it out until one has self-knowledge? The Muslims have been trying to teach this for years. Long ago. Um, and I'm not a Muslim, but I have to say what, 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 what certain things that's good. He teach you, want you to learn about yourself. There's nothing good about the matter of fact, the Arab people who brought who introduced Islam came in, and they they were having slaves before uh, 
before mm-hmm. the Europeans came. So don't 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 tell me about Islam, because if you look it up about the Arab slave trade mm-hmm. and they, it lasted longer than the slave trade in America, which it never well it really never stopped in America. Stopped. It never stopped. Look at the Article One. And the Constitution, Article 1, read it thoroughly, and Article 4, and you'll find out that it really never in the prison system and other things are just a part of it. And that that's in, uh, that's in the 13th Amendment, the, when they did the, what you call them, to the 13th Amendment. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a lot of things, but we need to start tracing it all the way back and let our children know that uh and I try to say it that we man you you are uh albino you are lower form you you have blue eyes that means that the very few people have it that means you're a mutation there's so much that we need to be able to uh tell folks. You know, and and it, it, it's 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 very very important that we do it. <laughs> it's so much learning that we have to do. We have to re teach our children to think because when you go through twelve years of high school, and there's nothing in there about you. So, and then when you watch television, and you watch your television, and what you see is nothing but white superheroes and uh, this white person is with okay we've taken over all the athletics and we 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 could we we taking over a whole lot of other things like sciences like this young girl did this for the covid thing she was 34 years old there's many other fields that we that we really taking over but a whole lot of technology and science then they're not bringing those things up that we that we we really really doing. It's going to come out later, just like hidden figures. They figured out the trajectory and how many miles to go to the moon. It was it's it's a lot of things. So uh, with that, uh, brother George, we we have to take them and let them know where knowledge came from, where science, <laughs> where math came from, where astrology came from. The the Dogon people before uh, the Egyptians, and they say them some of the original people look up Dogon. The Dogon people of Africa go back hundreds of thousand years, and guess what? They had mapped out. <laughs> they had mapped mapped out. The, they, had, they didn't know astronomy. They didn't know the solar system. They knew stars, <laughs> and here they still walk around half naked. And they ask them how they do it, and they call them that they star people. Even uh, the uh, these uh, cons- uh, with that uh, UFO conspiracies say that they say that the Dogon people is no way they won't give them being smart. They say that they're extraterrestrial. Most of them are African. <laughs> most of them, all of them are African. They they're a little bit bigger than pygmies. But they they showed that they had mapped out the whole solar system. They even had different stars that they, that they had. Who is it? 
They even had different stars. So I'll turn that on. I'll turn that over. Brother George, you had something you wanted to add? Uh, not at this time, brother. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be looking up the Dogon people tonight, though. <laughs> I'll be checking that out for sure. I uh, got to call you when you give me the correct spelling of that, uh, the Dogon. I'm going to look them up and see what I can find. I got this. It's a lot of things just, that we, we need to find out about. We need to find out about, about the Nubians, the people from the Sudan. When they, uh, I think that I, I talked about it earlier. If you ever do a study, the same people that left East Africa from around the O.D. guards carry the same DNA that the ones in Mali, Yoruba, the Congo, Ghana, and other people on the East Coast. All of them are the same people. They originated from the same people. Same one, Dogon, they, all of them carry the same genetics. But it, it mm-hmm. seems that you would say uh, that's not being told. The whole truth is it's never going to mm-hmm. be told because uh, different races are not going to tell you the truth because it makes them look bad because they show that they don't have the knowledge and that most of the knowledge that they have have been gained from other people. Mm-hmm. I've asked this on several occasions. Take the time, find out what inventions that the Native Americans invented. Uh, the Africans, I mean, I'm talking about in Africa, and you're going to find so many. People from India, people from China, Korea, Vietnam, people out in the uh, West Indies, South America, uh, in the Pacific Islanders, and then come back and say African Americans, and add them together. And when you come up, you're gonna find out that white people, or Caucasian or Europeans, didn't discover much of nothing. That they were, <laughs> they paid one of the least parts in, 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 in technology and 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 leading the world in the different things. Now they've taken things and modified them, gunpowder and other things for rockets and things. Propulsion system came from China. India has a lot of uh, things that they started. Africa has so many things that they started with astronomy and every that they, that was the the center of education was Mali in in uh, in Egypt. Even the Nubians had it, because where most of uh, your, your Egyptian king came from around Nubia, around Kenya, Nubia. But for some odd reason, they've turned Caucasian when they put them on television, and it's not true. So it, 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 it's, it's so many things that we have to look at, and the first thing we have to identify with our kids and let them know who they are. And they're more than an ex-slave, that there's so much written by them and about them. There's so much knowledge that they had 
and uh, the hidden knowledge is that they didn't come to America dumb. They were already farmers. They could hunt. They could farm, and they were already builders. The part that they show you on television is that television is that they, that the, the slaves were blacks were a bunch of dumb people that they brought could only do certain type work. <laughs> but if you look into it, they went to certain parts to get part, certain uh, areas in Africa to get certain slaves that could build, break horses, do farming, and other things. The only thing that 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 why they tried to make tent that they were done was because they didn't do the language. I could take a person, a very very smart person, a very intellectual, academic, astute person. To Germany, if that person cannot speak the German language or the Slavic language, that person would not be well seen to be dumb because you could just tell them uh, if he could be a, it could be a, he could be an architect. Bill, show me, draw a picture of a house for me, frame up a house, and he couldn't do it because simply because he didn't understand what you were saying. And that's one of the things about about uh, they don't tell you about Africa. But once they were able to learn the language, they were able to build the plantation houses. They were able to build houses. They build the houses they lived in. They build roads. They build bridges because they already had them. And those are the things that haven't been shared, and this not going to be shared. Period. It's not going to be shared because. We hide stuff out, not we, but it's been hidden from us. And the Europeans have done that for so many years. They've hidden everything from us. So I submit to you tonight, and I submit to us tonight, we have to re-educate our children. Um, Carter G. Wilson wrote a book, The Miseducation of the Negro. And you know what miseducation means, wrongful education of us. We've been told things that's been lies for so long until we 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 brought we made them brought them into fruition. If you show somebody something long enough and tell them something long enough, they believe it, and that's what they've done. And they did it subliminally with us by not putting nothing in the in the school books about us, but us being slaves. Slaves, that's right. And that we done. So that's one of those things uh, that we need to to really look into. Amen. 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 The line is open as if there's anyone else on the line for Dr. Kemp. The line is open. <laughs> the mic is yours, sir. Dr. Kemp? Yes, sir. The mic is yours, sir. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Well, thank you. Uh, well, since there's no, nothing else to be said, uh, I just appreciate you uh, having the questions, uh, Brother George. Uh, that's our problem. The things that we should listen at 
and things we should pay attention to don't, but those things that that's not beneficial to us are the things that we that we we try to live by, and the things that we uh what we, what we replicate we replicate uh, a Caucasian society, a European society, and we replicate that, and we take a whole lot of their faults. And being impoverished people, we commit crimes and other things to try to live uh, the lifestyle that's made for them. And then we have our pictures where we uh, degrade our females, call them the H word or the W words and in the B words and things like that, but that's someone's mother, that's someone's daughter, that's someone's wife, and we shouldn't be doing those things and things like that. With that, with that said, it is so much that we have to make changes, and we have to. Some way, we're gonna have to pull our kids away from the games and the rap, say music and all this other stuff, and let them learn of themselves. Because until we, the only way you could be free, you have to first know who you are. Until as long as we think that we Caucasian and that we are inferior to people, we, with the definition of beauty, I have even relatives, if a female don't look like she's Caucasian, they don't want the lady. Because that's what we've been taught, the definition of beauty, is a Caucasian blue-eyed, blonde-haired lady, you know, in the same way with uh, with the female. The, the guy got to look have be, look like a Greek god. They call it a Greek god. And so, <laughs> in other words, you have low self-esteem. Uh, your definition of beauty has nothing to do with the way you look, but the way somebody else looks. So you you look at it being inferior. That's why it took so long to have a Black Miss America and to have things because you, sooner or later you take over. Melanin is beautiful, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. I thank everyone for tuning in tonight, and I'm just gonna say a prayer. And I I've been going through some things, and I just ask you guys to pray for me. I'm not gonna um, just say what I everything that I need to say. It. What I'm dealing with, but I just ask that you guys will pray for me. I always stand in need of prayer. Amen. 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 Merciful Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for things that have been said, said, and things that have been heard. And we thank you for those who tuned in that wanted to speak and did not speak for whatever reason. We thank you for Brother George for coming in and sharing religiously with us and wanting to push forward that we educate our children so they could know who they are and who they are. And, and, and let them know we have a rich heritage. We have one of the richest heritage of anyone in this, on this earth, Mother Africa. We have the richest. Everybody came from us, and they know it. They know who they are. They know they're mulattoes. They know who are not mulatto, but albino, but they know who they are. And they know that you're very smart. They know you're articulate. They know that God has blessed you 
with a physical physique, speech, strength, and knowledge. Because whenever you ask someone, even if you're buying a, a racehorse or a dog or whatever, you want to know the pedigree. You want to know if that dog is thoroughbred. I, I oftentimes say when you watch the Kentucky Derby, you don't see white horses because they're not thoroughbred. A thoroughbred is usually going to be a dark brown or black horse, and that tells you that horse pedigree because that's where, where it comes from, that that the original man was, was brown or black, and you could get any color from brown or black. But when they when they ever take it to define a thoroughbred, he has to have very little white on his body, a little white spot in the middle of his chest. And just as with people, the, the original, well, how it came out the uh, how God created it, when he created it, he created it in Africa. They talk about the guy yawning in the Pishon, and uh, they were black. So we thank you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for Pastor Williams, Lord. We thank you for all the things that he do, the things he do to try to make sure that we learn something about ourselves and that we could move forward and that we could have a better life knowing that we are people we are, we're chosen people. We are people that God loves. And, Lord, we want to just ask each and every one to just continue to pray for for Pastor William as he keeps his ministries going and that his ministry be profitable and that we can grow from each and every ministry he has. I thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, as we prepare to leave this, Radio broadcast, we pray we let me fall from your premise. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest rule and abide with us, henceforth and forevermore. And all God's children said, amen, 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 and amen. 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 God bless everyone. Thanks for turning us on tonight. Have yourself a blessed evening. Uh, we love everybody. Nothing you can do about it, and we're continuously lifting everyone up in prayer. Continue to pray for Pastor Reverend Kemp and uh, keep him in your prayers at all times. Pray without ceasing. We love you. Have a blessed night, everybody. Amen. Thank you, Brother Todd. God bless Amen. everybody. Good night. Amen. All right, Brother Good night. God bless you. I'm State Representative Sam Jones. On Tuesday, May 24th, I will be on the ballot for re-election to House District 99. I need your vote to continue our fight against voter suppression, false claims of critical race theory, laws that prevent peaceful protests, a flawed criminal justice system, and other efforts to attack our constitutional rights that we've fought so hard to achieve. Experience does matter. Vote Sam Jones, District 99, on May 24th. Paid for the Sam Jones campaign. Get ready, Gulf Coast. Sam Jones campaign invites you and the whole family in the Gulf Coast community. Sam Jones Community Day. It's a family fun friendly community event. Free food while it lasts. The Sam Jones campaign invites you to the Sam Jones Community Day. On Saturday, May 14th, 1 to 5 p.m. Across the street from the Rascals Lounge. 2158 Costa Rica Street. Let's do it again. Relax Sam Jones Tuesday, May 24th for State Representative District 99. Remember to vote. Paid for the Sam Jones campaign. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Oh, my people, I love you. We're family.
taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.